So, Andy, we're releasing this a couple of days late because we were in the world um, between worlds. Yeah, we were totally be- <laughs> world between worlds. Actually, um, my mom was stabbed with a lightsaber through the right side of her body, and she survived. Uh, and Qui Gon Jinn's upset. So, um... holy moly! I actually was not gonna go there. I was trying to make a joke of it. And you're like, oh no, I'll get, I'll throw some actual personal stuff, guys. Andy's yeah. mom is a Jedi. We never yeah. talked about that. Totally. <laughs> I also feel like it's important for me to just remind everybody why I started this show, and it's because I would call you every week to make you explain Mandalorian yeah. to me, season two, a much simpler time, yes, a much, a much simpler, simpler explanation <laughs> for a more for a more uh, a more elegant weapon uh, for a much simpler time. Yeah, and uh, so. <laughs> This really does feel like, no, the thesis of the show was I wasn't understanding it and want to and I'm enjoying watching it, but don't understand it. And we yeah. are we've gone full circle. We really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really have. There's there was a, a point moment. where I was really catching on and I was like yeah. telling you stuff. And yeah. we have we have passed that. It is beyond that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The uh, um, Star Wars Explained, uh, Alex and uh, um, Alex and Molly from Star Wars Explained, were joking about um, that we're like fundamentally into the deep end of the pool as far as <laughs> Star Wars yeah. content goes, right? And uh, and like I think a lot of people are getting tired of treading water, and um, and maybe Fallen Jedi Episode Four is part of that payoff for you know for that it is part of that payoff but also then i research it and it's part of that confusion as well it's both just, of those yeah, things yeah and um, <laughs> yeah i was gonna say like we, it felt like a payoff i was so excited for the yeah. payoff and then you do the homework and you go well come on guys yeah i just felt yeah. good about myself for a little bit i had to go between the world between worlds to figure this out yeah. totally to know that that's been a thing you've <laughs> talked about already <laughs> imagine yeah. if you're the beginning of Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe, and you walk through it, and they're like, Oh man, there's Mr. Tibbs. And Mr. Tibbs look right at your friend and be like, All right, we're starting at movie three. You know where we're at. <laughs> you show me the way. And you're like, Wait, Mr. Tibbs. <laughs> what? So I'm in Star Wars Narnia. You're I, in Star Wars I Narnia. was entering, yeah. I thought I was entering something new. Mr. Tibbs yeah. is like, No, we all know this. You don't know yeah. this? We all know this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> No, it's definitely that moment where you're at the show and your favorite band plays a song that you are completely unfamiliar with. And then there's a collection of people freak out and start singing along. And you have that, like, wait, what? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, Welcome to the 20th anniversary of the B-Sides tour. Guys, are you ready for (laughs) Taylor Swift, the Eras tour, where she doesn't play any of the singles? (laughs) Here we go. So you're like, it's off the deep side. Yeah, but it didn't go down subtly. It was like going into a place where they. Remember when yeah, wow. they. Yeah. With yes. them when the mythosaur yeah, just pulls them down. That's yeah. what we did with this information. The mythosaur yeah. just pulled me deep down. I was just yeah. so happy. I knew what a mythosaur was. <laughs> and he was like, no, you have to know my Boom. science. So, guys, is this the way? Andy, are you ready? Yes. We're talking about 100%. a show. Group. Part four. Fallen Jedi. More like fallen knowledge of Jedi. Lord have mercy. Oh, right. A new director, it's, though. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Peter Ramsey. This is his first yeah. Ashoka, but he 
uh, did two episodes of season yep. three of he Mandalorian, did. which we have referred to as the worst season of Mandalorian. And he's a part of what I would refer to as two of the worst episodes as well. So <laughs> very excited to see his name. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but we well, we had we had uh, we had Dave Filoni for the first episode and then we had uh-huh. Steph Green for uh, episodes two and three. And then yeah. now we get um, Ramsey Peter Ramsey, four. the guy that brought us yep. seaweed salad. The episode yes. that made my ex-girlfriend go, hey, I need to tell you I don't like Star Wars. This is something I can't <laughs> deal with anymore. Peter Ramsey walked her right out of me being able to watch Star Wars with a person. So. <laughs> so we start off with Hugh Yang repairing a ship. Yeah. Thank God I remember Hugh Yang has a ship that he repairs. Yeah. <laughs> That's the last thing I'll know for the rest of the episode. <laughs> no, but he calls out to home one. Oh, I said no. And then it closed this down and took the call. And I was like, no, I didn't want to take the call. And so I just told my friend, I was like, no, I'm on a call. <laughs> like, I'm doing a Zoom. I need to not be on the phone. And he was like, okay. Um. So Hugh Yang calls out to Home One. Yes. And he, has, and he says, come in, Home One. This is Fulcrum. Yes. Already an deal. Easter egg. I don't know. Yeah, big deal, I found out. Big yeah. deal. Yeah. Well, there's there's like this is this, this Easter egg has like legit three layers. OK, yeah. so Fulcrum is um, Fulcrum is Ahsoka's code name uh, mm-hmm. in the early version of the Rebel Alliance before the Battle of Yavin. Um, but when Ahsoka discloses who she is to the crew of the ghost, she stops using Fulcrum. And um, but it's still like a handle that's out there. And then later on in Rebels, in Rebels, uh, I think end of Rebels, um, or uh, I think maybe the middle of Rebels season three, uh, um, Agent Callus, who is an ISB agent, similar to the ISB that we see um, featured in Andor. Um, so they're the like Imperial Investigation Board. Um, who, what, uh, what's his name? God, I can't even think of his name now. Giancarlo uh, Esposito, his character in, in Mandalorian is an ISB agent. Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. That, how can I forget Moff Gideon's name? Jeez. But this is anyway. the one time all season I'm going to be able to do that to you, Andy. Let me have Well, there you go. I gave you an opportunity. That was an assist. There you go. Mm. Pat on the back. Boom. Um, so Agent Callus, when he was defecting the Empire and switching over to the Rebellion, he used... Uh, he used Fulcrum and he actually used Fulcrum with the you often see that the face paint graphic of Ahsoka's um, the the tattoo or the face markings on, on Ahsoka's face. Uh, he used that in addition to the Fulcrum deal as like part of the hologram when he was broadcasting, which I thought was kind of interesting. That is but cool. It's, a, it's an even deeper cut than that. So apparently back in the Clone Wars. Uh, Anakin had a comms channel that was a shared comms channel, like a group chat, but in Clone Wars era or, you know, a discord channel if you're super nerdy or IRC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the name of Anakin's personal comms channel was Fulcrum. Uh, and so when there was a there was a uh, storyline, a plot line of somebody trying to use his personal comms channel and it is like a throwaway mention thing that you basically either remember from clone wars or you dredge up from wikipedia but um but yeah so it is kind of cool and it's this little moment um but if Hera's gonna know uh ahsoka 
she's going to know Ahsoka from Fulcrum. And Fulcrum's probably not something that Morgan or any of their hench beings or um, Balin or anyone else are going to know. So it's like yeah. kind of a, even though it's burned from a certain perspective, um, they're not in the Imperial ranks enough to know. So yeah, yeah it was really cool. But again, Super like, cool. you know, small little fragment. But that's the whole point like, of an Easter egg. Oh like, my such gosh. a huge little thing that if you're yeah. somebody like me and you just watch everything they release with an, <laughs> with an actor in it, you don't know. You just don't know. You know, like, yeah. how would I? Why, 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 why would I? So, <laughs> so then Harrow goes outside to talk to Ashoka and they talk about Thrawn. And here's the next yeah. fun little Easter egg. Ahsoka says heir to the empire like a 1990s movie that has to say the title in it yeah which of course (laughs) is the book series where they first introduced thrawn and he's since grown into a major character yeah that's all legend content so your brother or someone else is gonna i'm gonna try to head off your brother texting you this uh and again if you'd like to give us corrections we take those in the form of venmos um yeah uh, Aaron M. Aaron M. Marsh. Uh, At Aaron M. Marsh, a, guys. Yeah, a monetary correction. Um, but yeah, so the the heir to the empire, which are the everybody who really knows Thrawn and loves Thrawn, they know Thrawn from uh, that first Legends, um, that first Legends book series. Yeah, the Timothy then, Zahn series, which I would say yep. before Dave Filoni, he was the second most respected uh, George Lucas person, and now you know we have all these TV yeah. shows and stuff. Yeah, everybody. But they loves are that, definitely but... honoring. Exactly. And they definitely the shows love and honor all of the things he wrote. And so that's totally. And and again, like when the when Disney made the purchase, um, all of the continuity in that became legends. Uh, so most people will know the more modern, uh, the more modern Thrawn trilogy is the Thrawn Ascendancy trilogy. So but yeah, the heir to the empire. So that's like and, and again, this is one of those things that we were teased and was featured in the trailers and all the different deals. So it's like that. OK, here we are. They did the thing. They they played the hit song. Yeah, or at least they mentioned the name of it directly. Yeah. This is Paul McCartney saying, let it be to somebody. Yeah. So then we get uh, Yang talking to them a little bit, and he tells them not to separate. Yeah. Do not separate. And of yeah. course, me as a person who knows about scripts, you go, yeah. oh, they're separating later, and it's going to be bad news. Totally. Do you, do you ever realize how much in Star Wars, how much action and fun and adventure is it could be avoided altogether if the characters would listen to droids? I mean, droids are smart, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it out there. They're programmed to not do that. They don't. Yeah, no, exactly. Okay. Also, as a Star Wars fan, I don't like any of the action or fun, you know, like, please. <laughs> all politics <laughs> all politics just give me all the robots and the politics why stop and have fun yeah which i would like to crazy. say this episode is so far by far the funnest of so yeah good. it's just that's not even like a thing we cut now to ray stevenson which we haven't really talked about his acting but this was like a time where i actually sat back and i was like mm, he's really doing a good job he's chopping this acting up yeah yeah, it's super sad, like bittersweet, because like I wish I wish he was alive to be able to get the full on celebration because mm-hmm. uh, right now I will say this. But he's not alive because uh, he dies in episode seven, Andy. No, spoiler. he's not. Well, spoiler. It, we're not we're not spoiling anything. Ray <laughs> Stevenson in the real world in our current day has died. Um, I would say right now, though, he's he is the highlight of the show for me so far. Um, I've really like a lot of his stuff that's that's featured 
like even if it's in small bits i Mm -hmm. I really loved all of his um portrayal and everything else and then this this is an excellent episode too for everything to show off oh yeah for sure and so he's now starting to start they're getting everything ready to look at the map to figure out how to go where thrawn is he's with uh morgan elsba i mean it's yeah everything everything's really set up they're setting it up real nice and then we they're synchronizing the server clocks you can't have your 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 Unix server clock can't be off. That's basically what we are learning in this is if your time is off at all, your coordinates at all, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we get this from Han in A New Hope, right? You know, if we don't get your coordinates done correctly, you could bump into a supernova and your day would get ended really quickly. Um, in the High Republic, there's actually a uh, there's actually a hyperspace collision that's in one of the, in the early part of the first arc of the books, and then in uh, last uh, in Last Jedi, we see an actual purposeful, um, purposeful uh, hyperspace collision, which we'll talk about, hmm. I think, more later. But but yeah, so we get you know okay everything we're going to synchronize everything, and uh, basically this becomes again a mission, uh, like our MMO game, like we're playing the video game version or we're experiencing the video game version. Like Balin is being asked to sort of guard the map while everything finishes synchronizing. Yeah, fun. I like it. Loading time. <laughs> yeah, we got this. We got this Sabine Wren putting on her armor, Mandalorian yeah. armor. Ooh, I like. Yeah, ooh, Mandalorian yeah. armor. We know what that might mean. We do by the end of the episode. <laughs> Just putting on, and then, and then we cut to Hugh Yang outside, and an assassin droid creeps up on him. Yeah, and I got something that I personally love and would love more of: Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Totally. Totally. You know, the the thing I loved the most was Mad Huyang, where his robot eyes dilate. Yeah, he gets mad, yeah, he gets mad robot eyes. It's the best. Yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I tell you something that I thought was funny about that? It's not a part of lore or nothing, but I thought it was yeah. really funny that they still punch like humans. They're like, I'm going to put my arm back. I'm going to shoot yeah. forward. Where you're like, no, you can actually just have like, like hydraulics yeah. or just swing around full 360. You don't have to still do human boxing motions. Totally. But these robots are like, no, we have a creed on ourselves that we need to also <laughs> human box with our robot bodies. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed uh, a little bit of a robot robot to robot fight. And, you know, for being a droid that's been around for 25,000 years and 75% of his original parts, uh, Huyang held up way better. I thought he was going to get just like completely eviscerated. Yeah, for a guy whose main purpose is being a database. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, Dude, if, he's basically if, a silversmith robot, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> if my storage drive stood up and stopped someone from entering the house, that's what just happened. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the servers fought back. It was crazy. How fun! <laughs> and then we get Ahsoka and Sabine start the fight. They choose their people. Yeah. We have a full fight outside now. Yeah, where we have an Inquisitor, and Ahsoka, and I forget blonde girl's name. Oh, Shin. Shin. How can you forget you. Shin Hottie's name? You know, there's so much I forget about these shows. <laughs> week to week, Andy. I know. It's pretty so much to keep. It's so much to it's, keep it's, track of. Yeah, it's so much to log in here right now. There's. Yeah. I'm happy that I remember the name Zeb, and that's so minor. <laughs> I think it's amazing. 
I think yeah, it's amazing. Exactly. That's a deep pull for you. So that kudos. is a deep pull for me, but it's not supposed to be for this show. So <laughs> they start to get in a fight, and we get to see some cool Inquisitor fighting. Yeah, we do. We get to see some cool Inquisitor fighting with um, what is it like? There's some green magic stuff going around. There's some spinning. Ashoka uses yeah. one of Obi Wan Kenobi's poses. I love when yeah. they pull at each other's poses because also she was mentored by Anakin, so this must have been a thing. The Obi Wan showed Anakin that showed to her. Yeah, well, Anakin three actually, generations. Anakin holds that. Uh, Anakin holds that pose. I think it's his Dooku. I think it's his Dooku fight. Um, he has. Like, I know specifically. The, there's another Anakin pose later too. Yeah, in the second but, fight. But, but the one where uh, where she's in, and I don't know if this, I don't know my the Star Wars or the Jedi forms very well, but I think mm-hmm. that's it's basically like um, form one or form one offensive. And she's holding it over, and the there's an Anakin shot that's like yeah, sp- like like spot to spot to it. Um, and it's there's really also cool. a Craig Council batting stance shot that you'll see that's pretty much the same. <laughs> I was gonna bring that up later. <laughs> yeah, that's uh quite the power swing. But yeah, so so there's that moment, and then um, like you mentioned, you know, we've got we've got a little bit of context for the spinning blades. Um, in live action from the Obi Wan series, yeah. Um, so, so this isn't the first time we've seen, you know. Yeah, like which I like. I like the Obi Wan series, and it really taught me a lot about yeah. the Inquisitors. And now I'm seeing them more now. Yeah. Um, so, and so then we cut to Sabine, who uses her wrist, her Mandalorian wrist armor, to stop some lightsaber. Well, so I go, wait, she's got some Beskar, and I. Yeah. Wait, no, ahead. no, she totally does. Well, I was just going to say the the. So we we have this moment where you know there's a fight. Sabine and Ahsoka show how well they can dispatch all of the hench people or hench beings, yeah. um, the scout guards. And so we get that like, okay, Hu Yang's right. And then we see we see two adversaries and immediately Sabine just runs off. Uh, oh, yeah. Shooting at uh, at Shin. Now, I don't know if they're the exact same pistol, but her the pistols that she has, the the double pistols are really incredibly close to what Bo-Katan has. Um, so, so I read I did think it was fun that they are the exact same model, but not the exact same physical guns. OK, because they they I don't know that they have the same sound effect. And that was the thing that blew me off. You mm. are, you have a much, much more keen uh, ear than I do for a lot of the sound effects. Um, but the 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 design is really similar. So but anyway, we had this moment of like almost immediately they separate and you're just like, oh, God, um, which, of course, <laughs> listen, man, if a droid tells you something, they're foreshadowing. You're not going to listen. That's what droids totally. do. Classic totally. droid. So then we get this fight with Sabine, who you know clearly wants, uh, clearly wants some revenge against Shin after getting stabbed in the side, um, and then we get basically her helmet removed. So uh, Shin uses the Force to to throw her up against a tree. Um, I do feel like they got the kinetics communicated pretty well for a lot of these shots. Like a lot of the, we'll talk you know a little more later about the at the map um, at the map fight but uh wherever the map reader is but sabine's helmet falls off and then we have this incredibly long shot of sabine's helmet in the front left foreground as they're fighting in the background (laughs) and so i just wanted to highlight this because 
I think when you and I both were pretty upset when Bo-Katan lost her, um, her, I think it was either, I think it was her left pauldron in the Shriekhawk fight in season three. And we were both like, how would you not go back and like, look for your pauldron? It's like this notion of your armor. And so I was like incredibly uncomfortable for the remainder of the episode because she left her helmet behind. And if anything, if listeners to the show will know how much we fix it on Beskar <laughs> armor. And I was just like, what gives? And then finally on, I think Friday, I sent out a tweet and I tagged a bunch of people on like Star Wars Twitter. I'm like, am I the only one that is like really freaked out by the fact that Sabine left behind her helmet? Um, and no one's replied. So we'll see so maybe. Yeah. So I am, I am officially, <laughs> I'm officially the only one. Um, but it was one of those moments where the camera prolonged its pan to like show the helmet there. So anyway, I just didn't want to miss, I didn't want to miss that bit. And now you pointed out Sabine goes from trying to be a Jedi to mm-hmm. being like, Hey, wait a minute. I have all of these weapons that are basically designed to fight Jedi. How about I use some of those? And she busts out her wrist rockets. Yeah. Which is not the same kind that Boba Fett has. No, it's not. It's not the wrist rock. It's not the and I. I, th- I think it's not some, the whistling. And it's not birds. whistling birds. Yeah, it's not the whistling birds either. But I mean, she's no, Mandalorian. Something there different. was a possibility. Yeah, exactly. Something different. Something good? Question mark. Maybe. Who knows? We yeah, don't. <laughs> maybe. I did. I did love that she blocked a few saber, uh, a few of the saber um, swings. With I her, did too. Well, they really uh, foreshadowed that she's not good at fighting. And so yeah. when Shin and her are like keeping up and it is a tough fight, you're also kind of like, wait, so is Shin a bad fighter too? I really thought all that foreshadowing yeah. was going to say that she was just going to be whooped and that Ahsoka was going to take care of that Inquisitor way faster. Um, yeah. All right. So we we'll go back to Ahsoka who kills the Inquisitor. Yeah. Inquisitor turns into green sister magic. Yeah. Uh, night sister magic with a K. Night sister magic. Yeah. Okay, I misspelled yeah. it on my sheet. Yeah, this guys, okay. how about how they about did that? Not sp- they did not spell it out loud when I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, um, all these my theories. favorite thing about that is that it killed all the theories with it. All the yeah. theories went up in Night Sister Magic. <laughs> well, who's that going to be? Doesn't matter. It's Star Wars. Yeah, yep. We just got snoked. Um, yeah, no. Um, I loved it because I, you know, at the time I, you know, we and. So again, we don't traffic in theories and we don't make a lot. We don't make predictions. I mean, maybe a few through here and there, but, um, but yeah, so um, Marac, uh, who's the Inquisitor, at least we know that's his name. There is some lore that a, like a witch in one version of the story or um, the wife of a knight um, had brought that, uh, brought that knight back to life and the, and turned him into a wolf and, uh, Maroc is the name of that character and the the witch that apparently did that or taught the wife how to do it uh, is named Morgan. Uh, and so what we get, we may not get any closure on this other than the notion uh, is likely that Morgan reanimated this individual and uh, and di- did so with nice sister magic. And that's what we get. And so uh, I thought it was a cool fight. I thought it was a cool way for that character to end. And, you know, I liked it. And then we saved time not worrying about who it was yeah i'm really happy that the theories are able to end i love just the indiana jonesness and of like i'm watching there they go they're doing the fancy thing and my timing's good and it's one swing you're done yeah 
I'm stronger yeah, mentally in this physical fight. And so there we go. Wood Inquisitors, huh? Yeah. That yeah, doesn't matter. No, yeah, your action uh, figure is now a B-side. This is a Taylor Swift song that people go nuts for now. <laughs> no, it's it's worth calling out that Ahsoka is um, particularly skilled at taking out Inquisitors. So she's taken out a few Inquisitors in, in Star Wars Rebels. Uh, and for folks, I guess maybe I'm spoiling this, but in Tales of the Jedi, she takes out an Inquisitor as well. So, you know, in essence, I, you know, I think uh, if it's a, it's a lopsided match to put Ahsoka against somebody uh, like, which I thought uh, was going to have to matter. Cause I thought her, she was going to go help out with the shin fight, mm-hmm. but she I didn't. Did too. No, she didn't. They separated. Yeah. They don't listen to their droids. Yeah. How dare they? And then, uh, so now we get a shot of home one with the whole fleet of ships. Yeah. It was cool like there's like the what's the name of the kind of ship that's in new hope the first oh, opening the, shot the, yeah the blockade runner the corvette blockade runner there's a blockade runner in there yep and of course home one we, we saw from return of the jedi it's a very familiar yeah. space i'm very happy with that um and then they show us the hangar and there's a very famous ship in there andy yeah there is the vcx uh, 100 the ghost the ghost is in there yeah so when the ghost shows up, I'm like, oh, Zeb shows up in this episode because of course he's showing up. He was foreshadowed in the earlier season of Mandalorian season three. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, no, it's kind of crazy. You'd think that would make think. sense, right? <laughs> no, they don't. Harris just there to pick up her son. She's like, hey. Yeah. Get, like, hey, get this. Get this kid out of daycare. Yeah. <laughs> Say that Star Wars line that we like. Got a bad feeling. <laughs> yeah what's the rest what's the rest yeah they don't know they don't know they couldn't finish that up <laughs> it's like a tease but what come on yeah i thought it's too cold in space disney there, star so wars was just it. giving up on all of i got a bad feeling about this so yeah. don't poke the bear just punch all the way through the bear yeah <laughs> rip the bear's heart out and show it to me and go hey remember this line <laughs> from 17 star wars things until we just forgot to put them in we do get a gonk droid in the hangar bay as well, though. So that's worth calling out. We love gonk droids. Oh. Very familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Very familiar. We don't need any deep cuts for that, right? <laughs> that's right. It's my favorite battery. In fact, <laughs> I-, I wish there was batteries in real life that were go- look like gonk droids. I could just plug it in yeah. and just charge my phone on it. Oh. Charge- yeah, charge your phone. It would be amazing. Oh, that'd be the best. Come on, Star Wars. What are you doing? Um, And so now she's flying. And we see Carson Tiva. She starts talking to Carson Tiva. And so yeah. I go, oh, of course, Carson Tiva. He was last seen with Zeb. We're probably going to yes. see Zeb in this episode. <laughs> yes. We're probably going to see Zeb in this episode. No, no. He's just like, no. hey, you want to Uber pool together? You know, like <laughs> I <laughs> so take side mission for a couple bucks. Did you think okay, so? Uh, so so Carson, we at least we believe from season three. Uh, mm-hmm. The uh, Adelphi Rangers, uh, which we believed were going to be part of the new Rangers, uh, the Rangers of the New Republic, mm-hmm. which was canceled. Um, which Carson was like the Tata top gun is... of Star Wars. <laughs> yes, the top gun of Star Wars. <laughs> the but, best of the um, best, Andy. <laughs> but it, it appears that either these are uh, folks from the Adelphi Rangers or Carson sort of mustered up a bunch of folks um, from uh of the x-wings i thought they were gonna did you did you think they were gonna try to turn her around 
because uh, I when they originally came out, I thought, oh, here we go, because Carson's going to be like, hey, uh, yeah, exactly. Sarah, you know, uh, you, you can't just that. be doing this. I know yeah. this is like this is the interesting thing because now we're seeing character development in Carson Tebow, which I never thought we'd see. Yeah, because initially that would have been his job, and now he's kind of a little rogue. He's like, you know, I'll do what yeah. I think is right. What's a job, right? And you can just get another job. It's a long poll, but we at least kind of understand why he's doing this. Like you said, character mm-hmm. development. We understand this from, you know, in essence, what happened in season three of Mandalorian. Um, and, you know, the fact that, you know, he didn't agree with what with uh, Tim Meadows, you know, f- famous uh, incompetent New Republic officer, Tim Meadows. Um, <laughs> and, and Did I tell so, you about how I figured out why he was in the show? Um. You, I, I don't know that you did. Did you? Okay, so yeah. I don't know if I said it on the show. So apparently, before he was famous, Tim Meadows was in an improv troupe with um Favreau. John Favreau and Tim Meadows were an improv troupe together in their early 20s. And now they oh, wow. both reached success. And so he wrapped back his improv buddy He's to like, be hey. incompetent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to play a... Uh... A uh, individual who doesn't take any action and shows the overall inability of the New Republic to do anything. It's like, sure. oh, you mean my whole career? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's um, a departure. I'm not saying he does it. I'm saying man. he plays those characters. No, yeah, I was thinking like yeah, yeah. Uh, Mean Girls. Like the principal really doesn't do that. Oh much. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Good call. Thank you. Um, so now we cut to Morgan Elsba. She's well, aiming well, the map. Oh, 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 hold on. Do you want to call? Do you want a quick? Do you want a quick round on? We get, uh, we do get a, we do get a Mandalorian Easter egg in this. We get actually kind of two Mandalorian Easter eggs in. Oh, please, uh, yes, this yes, this is the way. Uh, so <clears throat> Lieutenant Lander is one of, uh, one of the X-wing pilots that is amongst the group that's escorting Hera, and, uh, he, um, I should say Carson Teva calls out Hera as Phoenix leader. And so this is a nod to the fact that Hera was the uh, leader of Phoenix squadron as far as the, the Navy went um, back in the day. And, but anyway, so uh, Lieutenant Lander is played by the stunt double who is in the Mandalorian armor, uh, Brendan Wayne. And so we, you know, we, we get a little bit of a shot of him uh, in there. And so, and then we found out, you know, after we wrapped uh, covering season three that brandon the reason brandon wayne or um the reason brandon wayne was was credited as uh as an actor in season three is that he was the mandalorian in all of the live action sequences and that uh pedro pascal only did voice uh voiceover for it so we get that um so that was kind of cool and then um moat is a new republic pilot who is a rodian and they are speaking hatties so that's one of those little gotchas that you would miss if you don't have on, uh, if you don't have on close captioning. Uh, and so uh, Moat is uh, is another one of individuals. And then we don't yet. Maybe this is one of those things we'll find out uh, when you know, like when we get the making of or something along those lines. But we get so we have two other characters. Uh, their first appearance, Basie. Um, who's played by Michael Alexander. Don't know anything about him. And then uh, Jin Su, who's played by Chow Nawa. Uh, no, Moma. Sorry. Um, the and, Moma's also so a are... <laughs> They did not. Yeah. No, yeah, Moma. Pretty... <laughs> that might be. Um, but yeah, so those uh, those are like your your um, 
these are your uh, red shirts that um, that have yeah, <laughs> come instance. along for the. Yeah, I'm sorry, I don't understand Star there. Trek references. Um, yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just thought it was cool. Um, I think, I, I think that, um, I think Brendan Wayne uh, had been an X-wing pilot in season three of Mandalorian as well. Cool, nice. Um, and it's we didn't get a chance to to like note it. Um, so it's one of those deals of like you know how Trapper Wolf um like carried over and things like that. Like we've got a kind of a Trapper Wolf. Um, cameo in the background of the planet wherever uh, the Adelphi Rangers were hanging out. So mm-hmm. similar to that. So pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I wanted to call that out before we move on to uh, to the next. You want to know a cool page. friend of the show thing? Yeah, yeah, this in the suit from Mandalorian has heard our, our podcast. Has he? Yeah, he, he invited me down to work out with him. He works out in Hollywood. Oh, that's amazing. And I was like, he's super buff. And so I was like, I yeah. am not going to work out with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but he did That's reach awesome. out for that. Yeah, I know. And I thought like, I thought I should go down and just like, see like, yeah, what it's like just to work go out down and try to do like the Jack Black version of a workout. Right. Like... Yeah, exactly. You're just like, this is going to be really bad for me. You guys ready to see some puke? All right. Um, <laughs> cool. <laughs> but he is Speaking a friend of, of the show. <laughs> yeah. Friend of the show, Brendan Wayne. Cool. So that's pretty neat. All right. So Morgan Elsbeth, who, uh, is now using nice sister magic. Yeah. To kind of navigate around the map, aiming it around. She's using—is it the force, Andy? Is she using the force? So, uh, I think for it's or is it more say, magic than force? It's more magic than force. Um, so, like, we could make the argument it'd be a little bit more of a detour, but the mm-hmm. idea that um, the idea that Palpatine went to the Night Sisters for an apprentice in Maul um, gives mm-hmm. you an idea that there's an there is some kind of overlap between. Um, the force, both the light side and the dark side, and Night Sister magic. Um, and so, people who have played um, Star Wars Fallen Order, um, there's a character, Marin, who is in Star Wars Fallen Order, who's a Night Sister, uh, and she has equivalent kind of force abilities, but they're in the Night Sister magic kind of catalog as far as force. So, what mm-hmm. we what we're getting a little bit of is the notion that. There are more ways to connect to the living force that connects all beings than just what we've seen as far as the sort of jet, the Jedi and the Sith perspective. So that's like my best non-answer answer. So it's Night Sister magic because we're getting that green, like we're getting a bit of the green. But like you said, she is moving it and we don't get all of the green. So clearly she's she could move the cup if she was on Ahsoka's ship mm. she could move the cup I think so there so there take that <laughs> mostly magic little bit of navigation through force use it yeah, um, yeah, so you use good. it to help like locate because of course Thrawn's in a different galaxy than the one they're currently yeah. in so it's a little bit outside of the map which makes this map very interesting um, and then we get to the point that it's funny. Now they cut to the end of the Sabine Ahsoka fight, but then they leave. Yeah. Ahsoka then goes to fight Valen, which yeah, what a fight we've been waiting for. Like that's that's the point of the episode right there. I'm gonna say that for every totally. scene for the rest of the show. Um, that's the point of the episode right there. <laughs> she starts fighting Valen. She grabs that map with her bare hand, burns her hand. Not smart. Yeah. Not smart. That's um. Uh, that's when they cut to Sabine. Uses the Force just to move Shin's hair. Yeah. And you go, okay, oh, Sabine's... De- de- debatable, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is. 
It is, but people are saying that that's her using the force. Yeah. And so, like, we get a little bit of that where she's still fighting, using the force a little bit, or at least, like, looking stronger or confident in the ability to use the force. Yeah, and it, it does seem, too, like, you know, the notion where she's using her wrist rocket. So mm-hmm. so for the folks that haven't seen Rebels, we've I've made, uh, you know, I've, I've referenced this idea that Kanan Jarrus, who's the father of Jason Sandula, um, he trained uh, he trained Sabine uh, to fight with uh, the Darksaber. And Sabine at some point was able to kind of channel her Mandalorian roots and a little bit of maybe the dark side, <laughs> to uh-huh. be honest, uh, to to finally kind of fight back and not be embarrassed by Kanan because Kanan was doing the whole, you know, like kicking her feet out like we saw in episode uh, in episode three and like basically kind of making a fool of her at, at some point. And the notion was when she blended the two, that's when she was actually able to fight and like hold her own against Kanan. And mm-hmm. the, the the hint in, in at least Rebels was the fact that she was able to wield the Darksaber, unlike what we saw from Din, who had a hard time like moving it and, and actually swinging it. Um, so we get her like connecting to the Mandalorian roots or more like the mercenary warrior roots. Uh, and then, you know, like that, I think, showed a little bit of like, oh, OK, she might actually be able to hold her own, but she's not going to be able to do it the Jedi way. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we cut back and to Ahsoka. She, well, sh- uh, uh, Shin's like, peace out. Like, <laughs> 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 throws a smoke bomb and and disappears. Um, it, it is Abracadabra. Worth- yeah, Abacabra. So magic with a C. Um, and it is worth calling out that when Shin drops her cloak, uh, and then Balin, who we'll move to in the discussion about the Balin Ahsoka fight, they both have some uh, armor elements, like they, you know, like they have uh, they have pauldrons and they have the upper part of a uh, of actual like suits of armor. So Shin has like a silverish. Um, version and then Balin has that like black sort of the black knight kind of a thing um I think it's an interesting call out to the armor that Anakin and Obi-Wan and Jedi's war in the Clone Wars uh, animated so we've always hear people say like oh we want to see you know Anakin or Obi-Wan wearing mm-hmm. their their Clone War style armor I think we're getting a little bit of that in sh- with Shin and with Balin and I don't know how many people really called that out hmm yeah that's pretty cool I don't. I haven't heard that called that at all yet. I think uh, this is a is this a way exclusive? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> there we go, guys. We get a couple exclusive things. Not many, but that's one of <laughs> just here. We have exclusive access to that show. Oh <laughs> uh, no! Ahsoka starts the fight, Balin, with now just using one of her hands for the rest of the fight. Yeah, I think that's pretty she... brilliant. Yeah, yeah, because she burnt it. Yeah, and so now they cut back, and she's just doing it. She's uh, that's when she starts to use the Anakin pose again. Again, Raiders of the Lost Ark kind of feel yeah. like when the when the dude grabs uh grabs the seal, right? A little bit of that. Mm-hmm. But of course, she is one handed, so Balin's a bit of a it's a bit of a bully. He's well, he's got the upper hand. He's got the higher ground. And baseball fans will know that he can really swing an orange red lightsaber because he takes a full on Craig Council stance at least two times in this fight, and it is like. Man, power hitter. Like, don't mess oh, with him. If you know Craig Council's stance, you're just like, what is he doing? And then you're like, well, he connects. He bats yeah. 300. What can we do? You know? Like, and they're fighting around a baseball, right? Like, that's the yeah. part that made me laugh was like, I'm like, man, I can't wait for him to like just knock that stupid map 
he does something really close <laughs> really and he close. just puts that lightsaber right through that map and goes you know what let's make this thing pop yeah but anyway we're getting ahead of ahead So yes it's like you said uh so ahsoka's got a burned hand uh mm-hmm. she's she's clearly not able to really fight one-handed against balin balin is clearly got her outmatched if she's going to only fight one-handed that's right and we get to the point where sabine can start to see the fight and then balin gets her towards the edge of a cliff and yeah. of course much like every lion king movie i saw she falls right off the cliff falls right off the cliff now we we should we should the bean we... looks right at her and goes dad or yeah i don't <laughs> something like that <laughs> so we we did skip we did skip a story beat that i thought was interesting and i just want to call it out because mm-hmm. uh, it might be part of part of the whole why is ahsoka so distant um so shin is the first one back after she oh, pieces yes. out yeah, yeah. and and ahsoka takes that as sabine is lost and she's dead yeah that's right and... she looks scared for sabine like how is she not here yeah and so she uses pretty much the seemingly the last of her real you know amount of energy to throw shin against one of the stonehenge rocks mm-hmm. uh, and then at that point she's not able to really defend herself anymore and that's when uh balin like knocks her off and sabine only arrives in time to see her go over the edge like you said a la lion king mm-hmm. um but yeah so or and maybe actually maybe she yells no you're right I, I got it wrong so she yells to Sabine to to get the map and then we mm-hmm. have we have a weird I'm gonna shoot the map moment shoot I mean impales like, it like Vlad the Impaler well another baseball we, reference but we yeah but we see we see how much how much effort it takes Balin to like destroy the map yeah. to make sure no nobody's following but Sabine's like got her blaster held up to it like i'm gonna blast this out of my hand um and and we do get so we do get an interesting reveal that's at least meaningful for folks that are listening from a mandalorian perspective so um we don't know what has become of um house ren uh we know they were aligned with um, we know they were aligned with Bo-Katan. We know, uh, but they're not anywhere to be found in season three of The Mandalorian. At the end of season three of Mandalorian, we don't see House Ren at all. Uh, mm-hmm. And so we find out from Balin that her whole family is wiped out. Now, this is Star Wars, which means somebody probably survived because everybody always survives. But um, but Sabine thinks her whole family's wiped out and the only probably person left amongst her family, quote unquote, is Ezra. Mm. So, so I do think that's an interesting. Which is very thing. important yeah. because now he's really, they're hunting Thrawn. She's hunting Ezra. Let's be honest. Yeah, totally. And so. And we really honest, don't know. Ezra. We don't know what is in it for Balin and Shin other than money. Right. So the very first episode. That's all um, you need. Yeah. So, so I, but I don't think that it's just money. So there's some motive here. Yeah. Uh, we don't know what it is yet, but. Definitely Sabine hands over the map, uh, which mm-hmm. I don't think anybody really saw coming. I did not. I did not. No, this was very much a D&D. Sabine joins the party. And I was like, wait, yeah. what? And it was yeah. like, is this like in Final Fantasy, you're like fighting somebody as a boss. And then at the end of the fight, they just jump onto your left hand side of the screen. And now they're you're a part like, of your jo- party. Yeah, they join your party. You're like, yeah. yeah, excuse me. Yeah. Like, wait, I don't know about this. Now, we did we did call out uh, in episodes two, two and three, I think. Um, so the very first episode, the 
all of the helmets were cast in red in episode mm-hmm. one, but in episodes two and three, we caught they noticed we noticed that Sabine's helmet was in red. Um, and then for folks scoring at home, Morocco's uh, helmet was in blue. And that's part of why everybody was thinking all the theories that they were thinking. We're not going to repeat those. You can figure those out. I love um, how in Star Wars they're like, this light's blue. And then the fans go, wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait, wait. That means this. No, it didn't actually. So, um, but so there is a little bit of this hint at uh, in, that, that Sabine could go to the dark side. And then I also I want to call out that the notion of what I referenced before that when she was fighting Kanan, it was kind of obvious that she'd pushed over to 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 probably on the edge of using more of like an anger rage, you know, letting uh, her like hatred and, and anger and frustration kind of lead. And uh, and so I think that's kind of interesting. And then an aside, the the whole rebels like all season season one through four, there were a lot of moments where uh, Ezra was on the edge he was considered kind of a wild card and like on the edge of being good or bad, like yeah. that, he, that he was tempted to the dark side in a lot of different ways. And so, um, so it's worth like, spoiler, call- Andy. Well, I mean, at this point, you know, not, I know, <laughs> but yeah, it is a spoiler. Um, so, so I, I think that if this is rebel season five, the playing with, with Sabine being, or, or this turn, like it is character consistent, but I sure as heck did not see it coming. I didn't see it coming and I'm like, okay, wait, is she on the dark side? And I was like, that's a question for the next episode. We don't theorize. Totally, totally. But she and definitely joined the party. Yeah. But if you're a Mandalorian and you just saw your most, if you're a Mandalorian, you saw the most, most powerful person, you know, yeah, uh, go over the edge. Um, maybe you're like, Hey, you know, I go where the bounty pucks are. Right. Um, yeah. And you know what? They've got an opening in their party because Maroc's gone. And so now they can just add her to their party and then boom. Yeah, there totally. Um, we cut now to Hugh Yang left by the ship and he's kind yeah. of doing that like John Travolta Pulp Fiction meme where he's looking around like, where did everyone? Yeah. Didn't I tell them not to split up? Oh, no. They, they split up. Did you notice how high how high that shot is, though? Oh, it's in the trees. Yeah. So you called out because uh, I didn't see this in the in the first viewing, but you called out in the Jedi episode, I think it was chapter 13, when Ahsoka was on plan- the uh, planet Corvus, um, Morai, her owl, is in, is an Easter egg in that yeah. whole sequence where the, Mand- Man- where the Mandalorian, uh, where the Mandalorian brings Grogu to, to Ahsoka Tano. And when they look at that, it's shot really high and Morai's like in the, like kind of left and it's hard to see. But... Morai's in the shot? Well, you call I missed the... an you... owl? No, 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 for this episode, there's no Morai. But you okay. call it. I thought you were telling me that it showed up in this. I was like, did I no, miss? No, 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 That'd no, be you didn't. Huge. Yeah. If, okay. If... No, 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 no. I'm just saying it's the same camera angle that when they when they tease that and you had you had noticed that mm-hmm. back you know like season two um so it, it makes me wonder kind of like who's look who's looking over or who's like looking over who yang at this point because um because we like in essence we don't know like we don't think there's anybody on the bad you know like the the baddies are are, are like packing up ready to go um and so so anyway, I just think it's an interesting, interesting, interesting thing to call out. 
Yeah, no, that is really interesting. Um, we then cut to the world between worlds, which we don't really well, get the that. name we, of. You, you, Do you we know? Oh, well, hold on, hold. On. What am I? What am I jumping over? I'm sorry. You're jumping. No, no, you're jumping over the 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 big space collision, the big the Eye of Scion. So oh, they, so, 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 so. yeah, yeah. So uh, so they basically uh, Shin is like, okay, now I'm gonna kill Sabine, and and Balin prevents her from harming her basically saying like you know i might have an orange red lightsaber but i'm a man of my word um and then (laughs) then they go and they do the jump uh and it's it's moderately amusing that phoenix squadron thinks they can be in front of the eye of uh scion and prevent them from jumping uh and morgan elsbeth is like hey where we're going we don't need wheels uh and just jumps straight through and causes this giant uh interspace uh, disruption and destroys some of the characters that I just <laughs> introduced to you, like Jensu uh, and the other, the other also rans amongst the <laughs> the X wings. Just we red really shirts know, in the skies. Just red shirts in the sky. We don't know who other other than Hera and Jason. We don't know who survives the collision, um, but we at least get that whole like Hera shows up just in time to be collateral damage. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's huge. I, I jumped right over that. That's okay. But we would have picked it up last. We would have. We would have picked it up last or next episode. We pick it up right. I'm just trying to get episode. Venmos, guys. I'm just. What can I say? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got a Venmo during this taping, and I, I got excited. I was like, "Someone knows I made a mistake now." <laughs> Love it. <laughs> like just, just like putting it in just uh just before uh before they even we even get the episode. They're like, "Boom, here mm-hmm. you go," and then we get the world between worlds. Yes, which do we hear it named ever in this? I know that it's named in the cartoons. Yeah, it's named in the cartoons. We do not get it in this. And this yeah, is we the, don't. this is the first pick this is the first like live action view of it at all. Like Yeah. But I mean it's still very CGI. Yeah, oh yeah. They they just pretty much put it straight through a converter. AI could have yeah. done it. Totally. And probably it, it made it might have made it more like the animated version, actually, mm-hmm. to be honest. But I did like the the way they did the bleed from the the oceans, the ocean waves on the cliff, like mm-hmm. where she fell over, and then they bleed that into her laying on the sort of of walkway in the world between worlds. Um so um so yeah, like we'll you ask me what you'd like to know about it, because I could probably say a bunch of things that aren't helpful. Um, okay. Um, we, we who's that actor that was see... there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you may recognize him from the Clone Wars cartoons. <laughs> uh, now, did you uh, did you think the de like? Are you upset about the de aging? No. Yeah, I wasn't I'm totally either. fine with it. I don't care. I, a lot I of didn't care were... when they did it. If people were mad about Luke Skywalker looking like AI, you yeah. go, who cares? Fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, I watched the cartoons, so like, I'm not, you know, like, I don't need the, you know, I don't, I don't need the realistic, you know, the realistic stuff to, to, you know, kind of do that. But I do think it's kind of funny um, that they let Hayden be like normal age when he fought Obi Wan in that one sequence in in the Obi Wan uh, series, yeah. and then here it's almost like they were like all right, well, shut up. Like, <laughs> it's like they were trying to be like, you know what? We're not going to take this crap. Uh, we're going to put Hayden and we're going to make him look the part of when we want you to believe that he is, mm-hmm. uh, that he is at this point. 
And so important thing to note is uh, he has his scar. Yeah. He has his lightsaber. Uh, so Alex from Star Wars Explained like took the took the shot because it's covered in the thing. A lot of people think that it was va- it was the actual Vader saber. So it was Anakin, but with the Vader saber and the Anakin saber is longer. So um, so Alex was like, no, I don't think it's the, the Vader saber. And then the gear that he's wearing is pretty much that revenge of Sith, but, but it's similar to the last, uh, the last season, or I shouldn't, I shouldn't say last season anymore. Season six of clone wars. So I don't know if it's exactly the same, um, thing that she saw him in last, (laughs) but it's really close. So Hmm. for those that don't know, um, Ahsoka gets accused of a bombing at the Jedi temple and that causes when she's exonerated, that's what causes her to leave the Jedi temple and leave and, and no longer train under Anakin. And in that shot where she walks away, I believe what he's wearing in the world between worlds is what she saw him last. So it's a little bit of like the matrix where your, your persistent mental image is like what you see maybe. Again, that's yeah. a little bit too far into. I'm treading very, very generously on the, on theory uh, uh, space there, but but anyway, so we see we see Anakin, and uh, and then you, you know you're you're the you're the the music uh, the music soundtrack theme person. Uh, yeah, we get Vader's theme, and we get Vader's theme. So that's a little that's a little um, on you know like the like something's wrong, but um, it could have been that um it could have been that they were trying to hint to people who this is um i think that'd be a little bit of a reach but or i don't what, think you need to i think we got what, it or what becomes of this character but yeah that's showing a little bit more um that's showing a little bit more care than the other things <laughs> yeah like there's so much other things that aren't like put out there in a way that's like super helpful but um, but yeah, so and they're in the world between worlds. And then he says something to the effect. He says, hello, Snips, which is his, his nickname for her in the Clone Wars. Um, and then says something to the effect of, I didn't expect to see you so soon. Mm-hmm. Which so, I don't know what that means yet. Um, yeah. For the next episode. Yeah. Now you're going to ask about the world between worlds or did you have questions that you wanted to talk about now or do what we can I'm questioning whether I want to see how they d- explain it to me if they do yeah. it all. Yep. Cause that, that was what I was going to say is like, it might be better if we, if I don't try to give you any, I background. think that's, I think that's going to be in two days, you know, okay. or we'll figure out what they do, how they do or don't explain this to me, yeah. the listener who doesn't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, historically looking back, it looks like they won't explain any of it. Um, but they might, (laughs) they definitely know they left us with the question mark. Exactly. Let's, let's give them the chance. Um, Andy, what do you think of this episode? So for me, I thought this was like the best that they've given us so far. And for me, it was given the fights. Uh, it was a nine for me. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is definitely the best of them so far. Um, the fights were incredible. I still am kind of lost but can kind of follow. So I'm giving it a seven. That's a huge increase for you though. Yeah. That's a seven between worlds. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Andy, is this the way? Apparently. I just want to know where the helmet went.